0: Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in okay we're back with another episode and this time i've managed to bring the man himself hayden rolf back oh we're out. actually
1: live are we we're <laughs> From the we're disco, actually, disco decks
0: we are now live sorry team we had a little bit of a dodgy start uh, ryan can get it to work but it's now working we're live here we are here's
1: another well christ for me this is probably i i've definitely i've done two episodes in my house i think and i moved into my house in december and i think not it. So, the last episode, I done myself a little bit of justice by saying, you know, we previously have these breaks and we say, look, we're back now. We're dedicated. We're going to be doing them consistently. But I said last episode, I was like, do you know what? I'd be fucking lying to you if I said it's going to be a consistent thing. So, I was like, just expect some decent ones from us coming up over the next few months. And you didn't hear from me again. So, <laughs> nah,
0: I've committed. committed. I've committed. I did the one last week. So, that's done. We've kind of committed there, and uh, yeah, we've now we're now here. So you know, it's two out two out of two weeks. So I think you know if we can keep this up, cool. I think Take we just it. have to set that sometimes it's not going to be both of us. It might just be one of us, depending on the situation and scenario. Um, but we'll roll with that. We'll make it work. Yeah. Well, in particular, like the thing that I really wanted to go over
1: today is, and I'm kind of just hijacking this podcast straight in and being like, this is exactly what. Uh, I knew I wanted to talk about because it's a reoccurring thing that we're seeing over and over again inside of like our coaching and to be fully transparent, most of the ideas of our episodes and stuff pretty much come from like our clients, people that we speak to on a day-to-day basis of the things that they're struggling with the most. Now, if you are lucky enough to be in the UK, and be in this, what we would probably consider a bit of a heat wave, which is actually only like 22, 23 degrees, which is quite embarrassing, really. <laughs>
0: Shut up. no way. It's like 28 degrees. It was 28 on Saturday.
1: It's not. 20. People, in, not in the UK, it's not 28 degrees. mate. The, the problem is, is and this, no I actually had this conversation with someone the other day. In the UK, it feels so much hotter because we're not equipped for this weather. So when you're in like America, or even if you go to like Spain anywhere, and you go on a holiday, there's air conditioning, you're at a pool, like it feels so much nicer. BBC says 24, bruv. 24, (laughs) it's not 28.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What, on Saturday it was, mate, it was hot. I had a headache, like, oh yeah, but bearing in mind, golf is probably the stupidest sport in regards to like, like you're just standing out in that heat for four hours. Like, you, yeah. you don't get away from it. And then I wonder why I had a headache like three quarters of the way around. Yeah, the, the problem with us Brits is that
1: it doesn't matter what the weather is, we'll never, ever be pleased. Like, it's, it, in the winter, it's too cold, it's miserable, it's shit. In the summer, it's too hot, it makes us feel lethargic, we can't do anything. Like, we literally can't win. So, you know, there we go. But on that note, of it, being a lot nicer in the UK. Well, what does that typically bring? More social- socialization. I mean, especially in the UK, I think it's kind of our, um, I don't want to say like religion, but it's like a beer garden. It's like the thing that we turn to to do, it's like go to the beer garden, it's more social. So this is what we're seeing a lot of people really struggling with the most because they're coming now into the summer where again, it is more, tempt- more temptations are around, going out, drinking in particular. And they're struggling to, quote unquote, stay on track. But this brings me to the first point. Like I think the reason that you're probably struggling with your weight loss journey the most is because you are currently associating yourself with either being on plan or off plan. You're still looking at foods as good foods, bad foods. You look at alcohol as good and bad. And as soon as you're putting these things into the, to categories, well, you're giving yourself that mindset of like, oh, when I'm on plan, all things are really, really good and I'm crushing it. But as soon as I go off plan, well, I can't sit to any uh, anymore. And people think once you start this dieting journey, well, you have to be in the deficit 24-7. Like if you're not in the deficit 24-7, you're not going to see results, which absolutely isn't the case. So, When it comes to these social occasions, we just got to understand and almost start to look in advance and be like, okay, well, what events do I have coming up over the next couple of weeks? And what can I do it in? What can I put in place now to help that situation in the future? So stop thinking of so almost get out of that, like binary thinking of being on plan and off plan. And you want to have more of a continuum thinking. So it's like, okay, I know I'm going to be socialising on Saturday, it's currently Monday, what do I need to do in order to give myself either enough calories working up to that one event so I can have more social calories to then make sure that necessarily I'm not even like on track, quote or quote, um, but you're still moving in the right direction. You feel like you're never regressing backwards. Because I think at the moment, the psychology people are in, it's like Monday to Friday, let's crush it. All things good, working week. And then when it gets to the weekend, There's temptations and they just have that screw up mentality where they're like, oh, well, I've had an alcoholic drink now. It means that I'm no longer on plan, which doesn't need to be the case at all. So this is the typical theme that we're seeing at the moment. I think this is the this is the thing that people are getting um, caught up in. So what we always say in particular is there's a couple of things in place here, right? Because the strategies that I use to deal with these social occasions is very very different to what you use isn't it Ryan like I know for example you are very good at just almost pre-planning like the day before all of the day of that event and then going in and having that social occasion and being okay whereas for me I think maybe it I I have a little bit more emotion towards it maybe it's again going back to um like my past and being as an um like an overweight kid and i feel like you know i don't ever want to make sure that i'm progressing backwards so i will go to a bit more extremes and probably think too far and ahead than actually just like getting to that event and being done with it so i know we actually spoke about this not not that long ago where when you have a hangover I'm pretty sure you told me you're like, that's probably one of your lowest calorie days the next day is because you don't actually have much hunger at all. Whereas for me, that's probably my highest calorie day. It's not even the social event that I'm having that evening. It's the next day where I, my hunger goes through the roof. So not only do I have to prepare for the this, this social event on that day, I also have to prepare for the next day as well. Whereas for you, you can just have that one social day because you know you're going to be okay the next day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's one thing I think is probably in my favour is that when I do drink alcohol, the next day I'm so hungover, there's that like, I won't eat and I will literally just eat dinner. And usually I know when it's going to come and we'll just have pizza and chips, which is about, I don't know, probably 900 calories. So it's like hmm. I literally know the next day I'll have a thousand. So even if I'm at maintenance, it's probably about 3000. I know that I've got 2000 until I hit my maintenance, which means even for those two days would be 6000. Well, I've got 1000, which means I've got 5000 calories for any alcohol events, I'm probably never gonna hit that. So ultimately I just know that those two days for a weekend I go out, i probably just maintenance. But and then I just think I have a very, uh, with me, I don't get too hung up on it because I see it of like, you've got to make memories, you've got to enjoy yourself. So I kind of just like get up and get on with it um, and just forget about it and move on. And don't really kind of think, oh my God, I've messed up all my progress. I'm like, look, it's not great. Monday is then like, okay. And then Tuesday, I'm back into full swing. But I never go to the gym on Mondays because I'm still dehydrated as hell. You Um, are the
1: worst in the world with hangovers as well. That kills me. Yeah, you are probably one of the... So Ryan will go to a festival and he has to write off like three days after the (laughs) festival as well because he's just no good at actually just being like, right, the, the, the events happened. Like one day off, go back to it. Ryan's always got a yeah. schedule like three or four
0: Time. days after. Yeah. It's just, I don't know what, I don't know why. It just absolutely wipes me out. Like when we went to Dublin, obviously there was a lot of drinking Guinness, but it absolutely screwed me for like, bearing in mind it was like Friday, Saturday, come back Sunday. It absolutely wiped me out until like Thursday. <laughs> like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was just dragging myself through the days like, ah, oh, come on. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it's, um, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. I think every time the next day I'm like, that's it. I'm done with drinking. And then <laughs> yeah. the next and you know, my other half will probably be like, You literally've said this all the time, that like, I just ignore you because you're just talking rubbish. And I'm like, that's it. I'm basically going to eat hell now, I'm not gonna do it. And then it comes to the weekend, the sun's out, and I'm like, Yeah, I might just go for like a couple of drinks. I'll be back though. Like, I'm not going crazy. Rolls in <laughs> at like ten PM. She's like, Where have you been? I'm like, I just went to the pub accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um But it is tough at this time of year. It is tough because if you have social occasions you have meals out and you're right like especially in the uk the sun's out like you are like there's a lot more drinking in the summer that goes on i don't know if it's an age thing or or a culture thing here in the uk but it's like the sun's out everyone just wants a cold beverage yeah a cold pint or a nice cold glass of wine or you know a glass a pint of cider whatever it might be and yeah it is tough to try and navigate and especially from a woman's standpoint the hardest thing that's always going to be is you are probably at least a thousand calories less per day able in regards to like your calorie needs. So it's like, you could probably drink as much. You could probably eat as much as your male counterpart, but you literally don't have the room for not error. It's the wrong word, but you get what I'm saying when I say the room for error that a guy will. Yeah. I think as well, like people still have that mentality of
1: like, I'm, I'm good Monday to Friday. But when it comes to the weekend, it's kind of like, I've been good for five days now. Like what's one day going to harm with any, like with no awareness into the calories. So here's something that you can do if you are currently a Monday to Friday dieter and you feel like you're very much in that routine of I'm good at, I'm good Monday to Friday, I eat healthy, but when it comes to the weekend, I let it slip to the side a little bit. Well, what you need to start doing is actually reverse engineering with like kind of the end goal in mind. So one thing that we always do is actually identify what does that one social event look like? So I'm gonna use some calories as, as an example here. So say your perfect deficit for you is 2,000 calories a day. We're just going to use whole numbers. It's easier. So let's say for you to, you know, look to achieve the fat loss goal that you're going for, you need to be at 2,000 calories every single day, Monday to Friday. Well, over the course of the week, that's 14,000 calories. But what most people do is they just look at that number and they're like, especially when you're Monday to Friday dieting, you're like, right, I need to just stick to that 2,000, 2,000, 2,000. Saturday comes, you again, have that on-plan, off-plan association with food. So when you then go over your food in one given day or you drink more alcohol, you kind of think you're off-plan and then you stop tracking. But this is where your calories put you way, way, way into a surplus. And it doesn't just stop there. That then typically goes into the next day again. So those two extra days of massive amount of calories are putting you either at a maintenance or even a surplus so this is why so many people struggle when they have that like monday to friday diet and they can't understand how they're being so good for five days but they can't actually see success um yeah. over the course of the week but what you want to do is have that end goal in mind so it's like what what do you what does the that social event look like for you like how many calories is that and then you start there because remember instead of looking at it from a daily calorie standpoint look at it from a uh, weekly calories. So the analogy we always like to use is like: imagine I gave you a pot of money right at the beginning of the week. So again, let's use the example of two thousand calories per day for your perfect deficit. Well, across the week, that's fourteen thousand um, calories. Well, imagine if I gave you fourteen thousand pounds at the beginning of the week, and you know that you you knew you were logically going to buy a car, and like you were going to buy a car on Saturday, and you logically knew that you needed a big portion of that money to go buy the car on Saturday. Well what you would then do is you would probably save your spending Monday to Friday. So so you've got enough money to go buy that car on the Saturday. And then obviously, you know, you've still got a little bit left over for the Sunday. And this is exactly the same what people need to do with their calories. It's like, okay, well, if you know you're going to be spending a big amount of your, uh, a huge portion of your calories at the weekend, you have to reduce your calories for the rest of the days in order to still keep your weekly calorie average that you're looking to target. So instead of your 2000 calorie so let's say we work out that social event on a saturday is 5000 calories so it's a lot of calories there's a lot of socializing a lot of eating and you've identified worst case scenario is 5000 calories well now what you need to do is reverse engineer what does the rest of the week need to look like in order for you to still be very much on track for your weekly calorie target and that would let you look at 1500 calories so if you had 1500 calories monday to friday and sunday that then allows you to have 5,000 calories on the Saturday and your weekly calorie average is exactly the same as if you had 2,000 calories every single day. Do you see what I mean there? So it's like, it's so, all it does is take a little bit of pre-planning and thinking, but no one typically does that level of work. All, they, all they're doing is like, I know what my deficit is Monday to Friday because I've found it out on a calorie calculator. I'm going to basically do that um, and be really good Monday to Friday, weekend comes. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I've I've gone into that on-plan, off-plan mentality again. I've had a food that I deem to be bad, so I'm now off-plan. I'll start again on Monday. And this is where it just like, the, the spiral goes round and round and round and you just keep on this dieting loop over and over again because you don't think about that long-term. So for me personally, when I'm navigating the weekends and I'm navigating like the social events like alcohol, that's exactly what I do. I just think about worst case scenario with the end goal in mind. Okay, well, what does that one calorie dense day look like from a calorie perspective? Plan it for worst case scenario. Reverse engineer what the rest of the week needs to look like in order for me to achieve my goals. Like, that is at, like the most simplicity, like at the simplest form. That's exactly what I do.
0: Yeah, I think, I think there's, no, there's no right or wrong way. It's about finding out. And I think one of the biggest things is relationship with food as well yeah is like yeah. if you suddenly feel like you're depriving yourself etc cetera, etc cetera, like i think for myself that's probably why i don't do that and i just do the like look i just have one meal when i'm hungover which is it's easy because i don't feel that hungry anyway until the evening once the the hangover's slightly worn off and then i just think like on the day like if i know like like i already like i'm meant to be going to help uh, with a friend doing some gardening he was like oh well, I'll supply the beers." so it's like well I already know that I'm maybe going to have some beers later we were talking about maybe getting one of the takeaway pizzas so like, on the way home I'll grab one of the little takeaway pizzas so instantly I've had breakfast and we've got a light lunch so I'll remove I've, I've totally removed one of my meals already from the day if that makes sense so and I don't overcomplicate it so I'll remove it I know it's not perfect because it's like are those 500 calories for that meal going to be the beers well no because it might uh, there might be thousand calories a bit, but at least I've advocated 500 enough that that for me, I'm like, man, that's enough, right? I've just mitigated some of the additional calories rather than try to be perfect with it. I've just mitigated it enough that I can just like rule a line under it, move on. I think the problem is, is that a lot of people then feel if they've then got to do, oh, so I lowered it the whole week. Some people are fine with it. For me, I'm like, oh God, if I've got lower calories, it then just annoys me, right? So that's why I do it more on the day, like, or I'll just like, skip a meal the day before to like give me more calories and then have lighter. So I'd rather like for that example, I'd rather eat like a thousand calories on the Friday and then just enjoy the Saturday and like miss breakfast and just have a small lunch and then enjoy the evening. You see what I mean? I'd rather go more aggressive in a small term rather than spread it out. Whereas obviously for yourself, you're like I'd rather spread it out because I'd rather not eat like a peasant on one day. And I'm like, I'd rather suck up for one day than I personally would feel like that. I think then the other issue is, with regards to when it's, and this is probably the tough thing, is when it's sprung last minute. And that's where what I do is way easier because if it's sprung last minute and I'm like, well, then, like if I know it's like two days before or something, people are like, shit, I've got two days to try and make this up. Or I've got one day to try and make it up. And then the panic. And then also the thing is, is then I think the the problem with, redu- with reducing it after, there's nothing wrong with it. But I think personally, there's a very small minority of people that can do that and that have a good enough relationship with food to better do that. To be able to spend a lot of calories and then ultimately know the next week, okay, cool, I've got to have 1,500 calories this week because of what happened without yeah. feeling like they're slightly having, having, having like backlash, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like slightly being penalised for it. It works better when you front load it because you're like, oh no, I'm just working hard to be able to enjoy that moment. Whereas now you're like, well, I enjoyed the moment and now I've got to like pay for it. You see what I mean? It's a little bit like if you want to buy a new car. It's way more fun saving up for the car when you've got it, you've done the car, it's done rather than getting the car and then constantly being like, oh sugar, I've got this payment that I've got to pay for the next like four years. And sometimes you're like, I wish I didn't have that payment. You see what I mean? Yeah,
1: I think it's very, it is, and this is the great thing about it, right, is that it's very, it's very very individual, which means, and it almost, um, this is why, you know, we're so hot on specifically like one-to-one coaching for, for a reason. It's not like, because 10 places approaches don't work. Like if you're just following the same God as everyone else, well, it may work really well for someone. And this is why you see stuff like Slewing World work amazing for some people, but it doesn't work for others is because the way that it's set up suits them, their lifestyle, their personal preferences. But for other people, it just doesn't work whatsoever. Because I think one of the biggest issues on like reflection, like with me, is because because of me being overweight as a kid, I think I've always had that like kind of calorie consciousness. And I think like, obviously, since trying to um, like lose weight and stuff. So I think from my perspective, I guess I try and create, and again, this is kind of like just reflection of me like thinking now. I guess one of the things that I try and do is just create a big enough, um, a big enough bowl of calories for that one day where I can go into that event really stress free and not worry about. Because I guess maybe uh, I, I'm a nutritionist, like I literally know there's no such thing as. Um, foods that make you fat. But I think because of like my history and stuff and, um, being overweight and especially everything that I was taught as a kid, I think I'm still, I, I still have that small mindset of like, Oh, you know, this food is very calorie dense. It's going to make me, um, it's going to make me fat like that neurotic side. So I'm like, I'd rather go to the extremes of being like 5,000 calories, save it up. You can, uh, you can then enjoy yourself on the, on that, that given day. But yeah, there's no, There's no given preference to some people because also I've had, I've worked with clients before that we've done this exact strategy that I was talking about, about, you know, reducing your calories midweek to then give you a bigger bolus for the weekend. But we actually found by doing that, like it worked great for me and some of my Mm. other clients. But what we then actually noticed was, like you said, those calories were too restricted that when it actually then came to the social event of their big bowl of calories, it was almost like, okay, you're free now. And then what they would go and do is just eat everything and anything in sight. And actually they were still blowing it way out of um, like the 5,000 calorie mark. And they were going way, way over their calories just because they deprived themselves so weak, uh, so much through the week. Or what happened is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they tried that like reduced calories, let's say 1,500 for the example. But then they couldn't maintain that any longer. And then it was like the next day they had a little bit more, the next day had a little bit more. And then it just went like higher and higher and higher and higher because they deprive themselves so much. So this is also like it's 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 something that you do want to be aware of. And it's you've got to you've got to be almost open. Like this is why I always say, right, you want to be your own best scientist, put your lab coat on and actually be. Like almost be be there to understand that you may get this wrong, you may fuck it up, it may not be perfect, but it's what you do from that moment, which is going to help you either excel forward or regress backwards. Because if you have the mindset of like, oh no, I've ruined it now, there's no point continuing, and you go into that um, dieting loop, or you have the mindset of, okay, I tried that, it didn't work well, so what can I do moving forward in order to try and um, make this work next time? So it's always having that kind of like fail forward mindset. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle is like, it's still very binary, black or white. You need to have that like, okay, what's, what happens if I do, this doesn't work? Well, I, I, I then need to evaluate. I did a post about that not long ago, which was, I haven't got my phone on me, which is basically, it was like five steps saying along the lines of, uh, it's, if you follow those five steps, like continuously, like you cannot fail. like You literally can't yeah. fail.
0: And I think, I think, I'm we're close to coming to an end. But the thing to kind of like think about, right, is that whenever you come to any of these social situations, there's no right or wrong in what you do. It's about understanding you. You might not get it right. You might try and save a load of calories for the week and you're like, nah, it just made me overconsume even more. Okay, cool. Maybe like for me, ultimately, if I know I've got like massive social situations, like over the weekend and stuff, I ultimately just know that that week I'm just not going to lose anything. And I'm just like, I just have to settle with that. And I think this is where... Those that are successful do this. What you've got to do is you've got to plan for the best outcome and hope it works. But you've also got to plan for the worst case scenario. And ultimately, if you go into that weekend being like, okay, cool, what's the worst case scenario here? And almost go into it being like, okay, the worst case scenario is I do, da, 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 da. And almost expect that to happen. It means that you've expected the worst, that anything better than the worst is still going to feel like you've achieved something. And I think that goes for anything in life. It's like, rather than going, but like, right, I'm going to save my calories perfectly. And I'm going to have the, I've, I've accounted for like 10 gin and tonics. And I'm going to just like, have like a, a relative sauce in the barbecue. And you're like, ah, oh. but if it all goes wrong, I might have 20 gin and tonics and I might also have some cake at the barbecue. I'm probably going to have 20 gin and tonics and have cake at the barbecue, and you go into that being like, okay, that might happen, and you don't, and you're like, actually, I only had 15 gin and tonics, and I didn't have any cake. You've come out of that with a much better mindset. Does that make sense in regards yeah. to almost? It's like plan for the best, but prepare for the worst, so that then when it comes out, you're like, right, I totally messed up. It's like if you go into that situation being like, right, this is the best case, this is the worst case. I'm going to try and do the best case, but ultimately, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be too harsh on myself if the worst case scenario happens. I think this is where people just try and think about the best case scenario. But it's like, think about the worst case scenario. And I was reading it in like a psychologist thing. It's like, go into these things with thinking about what could happen as a worst case scenario, because then you're prepared. You're like, yeah, I thought it might happen, it happened. And I know some of my clients have done it. They thought about it and they're like, yeah, I thought the worst case scenario is that I'd probably just like, forget about how many, how many alcohol drinks that I'd allowed myself and I might go over. I did, but it's okay. Cause I thought, you know, it might happen. So it therefore hasn't come as a shock and they've managed to move on from it so much quicker because they didn't manage to do the optimal what they wanted, but because they didn't go in almost like, uh, almost like ignorantly, if that makes sense, assuming that like, I've made a plan, it's going to be like this. It's like, no, you can make the best plan. It's not always going to work. So if you go into everything being like, right, this is the best plan it's what I'm going to try and do. But this also could go completely pear shape and I could end up knee-deep in Jaegers and a bag of Haribo on the way home, at least if that does happen and you do end up doing the worst case scenario, you kind of mentally prepared yourself to be like, ah, look, it did happen. And I'm not saying use it as a way to get yourself out, but ultimately then it almost then hits a little bit, not as hard, but also what you can do is prepare for the worst, right? So like plan for the best, prepare for the worst. If you do do that, what are you going to do? Well, it's okay because then what I'll do is I'll just reduce my calories to 1,500 for four days afterwards um, and I'll skip breakfast for three days because ultimately then what happens is you go into these scenarios, preparing for the best, you've thought about the worst thing that happened and you've ultimately done the first two things in psychology whenever you want to have behaviour change is awareness and exception. You've been aware of this might not go the way I wanted and you've accepted that that might be the case, but you've then prepared an alternative outcome. Whereas I think when people go into it, they plan for the best and that's it. When it doesn't go how they thought it would, they go overboard. The next three or four days are over-consuming because they thought sod it again and it completely goes out the window. Whereas I'm like, if you can plan for the best, prepare for the worst, accept that the worst might happen, but make some sort of like preparation. If that it does happen, you're just so much more like prepared in a, in a well-rounded. Does that make sense? I think it does. I hope it does.
1: Yeah, it's a good way to reduce calories without actually having to count calories because sometimes, well, it's not about being perfect. It's sometimes about just making the uh, the best decision that you can with the scenario in the that's moment. in front of you. So yeah. it's like, even I always say this, it's like, especially to my clients, it's like, If you're consciously trying to reduce calories, you know, there's so many things that you can do without it feeling a complete like life overhaul, where it can be like instead of going for beer, instead of having cider, like you said, have uh, a spirit mixer, like a low calorie, yeah. So a vodka, Diet Coke. Or instead of like, if you're going to go to a barbecue, you know, Maybe instead of having butter on the bun and like cheese on your burger, maybe just, you know, have it with uh, a different sauce of some sort. You don't always like there's decisions that you can make in the moment that it's not going to be perfect, but it's not about being perfect. It's about making a good enough decision at that very moment. And that in itself will help you reduce calories. Yeah. 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 Totally right.
0: Cool.
1: Well, I think um we're good to wrap this uh wrap this episode up. Hopefully we've given you some, you know, kind of insight, some mindset tips as well to help you manage your calories a little bit better, especially when it comes to these social situations. So if you have any questions on this, always reach out to us, let us know. I'm not even gonna sit here and say, I'll see you next week. I'm ho- I'm hoping I will. <laughs> we will. We will. <laughs> I'm gonna hold them to it. Yeah, I, I'm hoping it will. So, um, cool.
0: Uh, any closing words? Um, yeah, if you're in the UK, enjoy the sun. If you're not, I hope the sun finds you. Live it up last. Where, where's the wisdom? Right, see you later, team. See you later. Bye-bye. Hey, 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 hey.